0: Welcome, I'm Asa A. And this is The August Light, a podcast about my life as an actress and entrepreneur, which technically they're the same thing, but I digress. (laughs) Join me weekly for candid discussions about Black culture, growth, self-care, business, education, and a whole bunch of other shh. Oh, and I have a lot of amazing friends who'll be joining me and all my nonsense. There's no telling what will happen when the mic comes on, but I promise it'll be entertaining. So get comfy and enjoy the light, the August light. Hello to all of my wonderful listeners and welcome back to the August light. I have a lot I want to talk about, so I'm going to get right into it. Today, I'm talking about my need to control things, why I've decided to start letting go, and how I'm getting comfortable with going with the flow. To understand the root of my need to control things, we have to first dig into my childhood a bit. I'll start by saying I love my mother dearly, and I wouldn't change anything about how I was raised, because if I did, I wouldn't be who I am today. Now, I'm a product of a single Black mother and a typical Black family. This made for an interesting dynamic that eventually led to me and my sister doing a lot for ourselves at a very young age. My mom went back to school when we were young to become a nurse. Her desire to create a better life for us became the perfect catalyst for Big Sis and I to start learning how to do it all. When I say do it all, I mean as a 9 and an 11-year-old. We were responsible for getting ourselves up every morning, getting dressed, fed, and catching our transportation to school. It meant most nights we did our homework without any help. We got home, did our chores, sometimes went to choir practice, Bible study, and church without being asked, and eventually became the ones calling or going to pay bills, with my mama's money, of course. Me and my sister could run a whole household by the time I was 10. So why am I sharing all of this? Well, because having to do basically everything for myself before I was even a teenager meant I learned that if I wanted something done in life, I had to do it myself. I learned how to take control. Now, being self-sufficient is a great life skill. But as you grow older, it wears on you. You rarely ask for help. People assume you know everything and treat you as such. People rarely check in on you or offer to do things for you because you're the one who has it all together, a.k.a. you're the strong friend. You start to feel like you have to take care of everyone, even when it's time for vacation. Everyone but you gets to be on vacation, and you're stuck in the position of being the one that has to figure it all out. Now, the one thing out of that whole list I want to focus on is the never being able to enjoy a vacation part, because a recent trip brought all of this to the surface. I'm someone who loves to travel and get away from life for a bit. But in recent years, I've started to feel like my trips and travels have started to become less and less like a vacation, in part because I became a travel agent. But if I'm honest, that was just a formality because my family and friends used to always stick me with planning trips anyway. So I figured I'd get paid for it. However, being the one who planned the trips often made it very difficult for me to just enjoy my vacation. When I travel with my family and friends, no matter what I say or do, they all act as if the vacation is only for them. They get to relax, not plan anything, or worry about what they'll be doing or when or where they'll be eating as they ask me for everything, even if they have a detailed itinerary. Yet, no one bothers to read it or follow it. I've even tried to do trips where I don't schedule anything and let people decide what they want to do on their trip. But I still end up being the point person. None of this would bother me if, when I asked for input, people didn't say, I don't care, or whatever you want to do, or I'll go with whatever the group decides. Y'all, I hate indecisiveness. It's a cop-out and an excuse to avoid taking responsibility if things don't go as planned. But guess what, y'all? As part of my year of balance, I've decided that I will be joining the I Don't Care crew. If you are waiting for me to initiate something or plan something or tell you what to do, well, you're shit out of luck. Because 2022 Asa ain't doing it. Even if I've already committed to doing it, I may change my mind if I decide that's what's best for me. If you need help with something, ask sparingly. All right, so I want to share what brought about this shift. And for those who helped me come to this realization, please don't take it personally. Just know you helped me finally do something I should have done a long time ago. So I am truly grateful for y'all. For New Year's, I took a trip with some friends. And there was a moment on that trip that made me understand that I was done with being the person who had all the answers for everyone else. I was done being in control. I'm sure my girls will remember this moment, but in case they don't, I'll share it here. Now, just for context, my sinuses were bothering me, I was congested the entire trip, and my ears wouldn't pop for nothing. So, that meant I couldn't hear well throughout our entire trip. We decided to do a long layover in a city that some of us hadn't visited before. Granted, I booked the hotel, the flight, and bought the show tickets, and I could have decided what we were doing for our layover, But I decided to go with the flow. And a small part of me was hopeful someone would step in with a suggestion. Of course, that didn't happen. So when we arrived in our layover city, I asked my girls what they wanted to do. The answers, of course, were the usual. I don't care. It's whatever. This wasn't helpful. And since I wasn't 100%, it really wasn't helpful. Because now I'm being forced to figure things out. I'm also feeling like it's my fault and telling myself I should have known better and the controlling nature I'm trying to grow out of is now creeping back in. I eventually found an information desk and inquired about how to get to an attraction that I'd mentioned earlier to one of the girls. As I said earlier, I couldn't hear all that well at this time. So I turned to my girls and asked if they heard what the guy said. Both of them looked at me dumbfounded and basically said no. At that moment, I decided I wasn't doing it. I wasn't being the one that knew everything while everyone else got to sit back and just go with the flow. So, I told them they needed to ask the same questions I just asked the guy, and I refused to share any information with them. Why? Not because I didn't want to, but because I shouldn't have been the only person paying attention. There should never only be one person in a group that knows all the details and plans. Because if something happens to that one person, then everyone else is screwed. Thankfully, they went back and got the information, which reinforced what I had heard. And for the rest of the trip, they started pulling their weight. They stopped asking me what gate we were going to or what row we were sitting in. And they started to realize that they were paying attention more, which felt even better. Sometimes we have to stop doing things for others so they can learn to do things for themselves. It's like raising kids. You do everything for them when they're babies. But at some point, they have to learn to do things on their own, like go to the bathroom, feed themselves, dress themselves, and so on. This experience may seem trivial, but I needed this moment just as much as they did. I needed to know that I couldn't trust others to carry the load because when you're the one who's always in control, you feel like you have to do it all by yourself. And the reason for that is deep down, you don't trust that anyone else will step in to help you because previous experiences have shown you that when you need people, they aren't around. That's called trauma, y'all. But I have a whole other episode talking about that. So let's not get sidetracked. I keep saying, I don't want to do it by myself. I need to learn how to ask for help. I want to take off this cape, let someone else hold it, and just rest. I'm learning that means that I have to force myself to stop doing everything solo and force others to do more too. I thought this growth would come about by me asking for more help, but I haven't learned how to do that. So I've decided to use a skill that I am comfortable with, aka delegation, and use that skill as a way to ease the load I often carry. Y'all, I was tired most of 2021, and it wasn't from lack of sleep. It was because I was doing the work of 10 people, but I'm done taking on too much. I'm done trying to be super productive and dependable, which may mean that y'all don't get a new episode from me every week, or I may release episodes on different days. I'm learning how to go with the flow. My current life is freeform in a lot of ways. And it often requires me to be fluid and flexible, which is something my acting coach tells us to do with our craft, but it speaks to our lives as well. I'm also done being the only one that doesn't get to enjoy a vacation. I'm done planning trips for a group unless it's for my annual trip because I still like to decide where we go. (laughs) If you want me to travel somewhere with you, please come prepared with the trip details. I probably won't be this drastic forever. But I need to attract some folks in my life that can plan like I can so that I don't end up being the one who does it for the rest of my life. Now, I have some friends who can do small scale planning, but I'm looking for detail oriented folks that plan big events and exotic trips overseas. I mean, I told the universe I wanted friends that supported me and enjoyed doing adventurous things like I do well they came. So I'm making room for some people that will help me relinquish some control, okay? Y'all, I'm sharing all of this because over the last few years, I've really started to understand that life is what you make it. We get to decide who we want to be and who we don't want to be. I'm building the life I want so I can be the best version of myself. I'm sure I'll get some things wrong along the way, but if I've learned anything from leaving my nine to five is that you have to try. Even if that means you have to walk by faith, even if the very thing you dream about scares the shit out of you or means you'll lose all your friends in the process, you got to trust that what's on the other side is worth it. The world thought some of the most brilliant and iconic people were crazy. But know this, when God blesses you with a vision, it's only for the eyes of those who he granted the vision to. Now, it's time to have a little fun. Do something entertaining or interesting or... Just something I want to do. This is going to be a quickie. Let's call this segment, A Moment of Inspiration. Yeah. So, I don't like breezing through Black history because this country does that enough, which is evident by the fact they gave us the shortest month of the year to celebrate Black history, which is American history, but we're not going to go there right now. However, I do want to continue to share some Black history and honor our culture, so that's what I'm going to do. Today, I'm talking about the ones who did it first for us. On July 22, 1939, the United States appointed its first Black female judge in New York City. Her name? Jane Boland. In 1821, the first Black inventor was awarded a patent. His name? Thomas L. Jennings. It was awarded on March 3, 1821, for his discovery of a process called dry scouring, which is a precursor to dry cleaning. At the 1908 London Olympics, the first African American won a gold medal in the 1600-meter relay race. His name, John Baxter Taylor. Sadly, he passed shortly after making his mark on history. The first African American known to have received a college degree in the United States was John Chavez in 1799 from Washington and Lee University. He was initially accepted into the College of New Jersey's Theological School in 1792, which was later renamed Princeton University. Dr. Rebecca Lee Crumpler, a name we should all learn, as she was the first African American female physician in the United States. Born Rebecca Davis in Delaware, she went on to complete her medical doctorate in 1864. Her legacy was documented in a book titled A Book of Medical Discourses in Two Parts, written by Dr. Krumpler herself. As always, if you want to learn more about these historical figures, I'll include some resources in the show notes. Don't forget, you have until February 28th to take advantage of the sale that's going on over at theaugustlight.com. Until next time, be a light, and August light. Come back next week for another enlightening episode of The August Light. If you were entertained or inspired by this show, tell someone about it. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcast, Leave a review about it somewhere, anywhere. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the August underscore light and at the August Light Talk on Clubhouse. Oh, and check our Instagram every week for the weekly queue.